0: Since 1995. It's been maybe next year. We don't want to do this show, but if you're a Cowboy fan, we need to do this show. This is our therapy. This is us laying on the couch, talking about all the things that hurt us. Hello, everybody. I'm Terry Bennett. That's intern Noe in studio. We've already done the conference final preview show. That one's already up, outdrankthecoverage.com. I will be posting all those here in a little while. Uh, but now we're just gonna talk cowboys. Intern Noe, how are you doing, and what are you drinking?
1: Well, I'm do- well, I'm doing fine. I'm doing much better now that we've had a few shots in us. Uh, I'm still drinking the same thing I drank in the prior show. Yes, Wild Turkey One on One. For hydration purposes, I'm having some Powerade, the fruit
0: punch flavor. Yes. Best one to mix with liquor, by the way. Yeah.
1: So in this case, I'm having the Wild Turkey 101 Neat. Mm-hmm. In the other show, I had it mixed with some uh, Cherry coke or Cherry Dr. Pepper. Yes. I made the same mistake again. That's okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah, anyway, what are you drinking, buddy?
0: I'm drinking Frio, Texas vodka. And speaking of, before we begin things, folks, uh, and I'm also hydrating with Powerade. It's a little thing I created. Oh no, that's gonna be that's gonna be a mistake here at some point. Uh, but it's something I created way back camping. We call them Gator Tales. Yeah, I basically chase vodka with Gatorade or Powerade. So let's do a shot. Cause this is cheers, gonna be a, this cheers, buddy. I love you. This is gonna be a rough one. Yeah. Not to drink the show.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're going to be talking some Cowboy 49er playoff football back-to-back years. This is the ninth meeting between the Cowboys and 49ers yep. in the playoffs. Uh, 1970, 1971, 72, 1992, oh, before that, 1981, Yeah, then 92,
0: 93, 94,
1: 2021, and then 2022. You
0: just brought up something I never even thought about. Except for the 81, it's yeah. been in threes. Yes, And, I mean, when you look at where both teams are going into next year, very reasonable that you're probably going to have to go through San Francisco if you're Dallas. All right, so this is Outdrink the Coverage right here on L4 Media Company, uh, S2S Sport, uh, but more importantly, OutdrinktheCoverage.com. We talk Dallas Cowboys and the NFL here, brought to you by Frisco Bar & Grill. We'll talk a little bit more about them here in a little bit. Also, Grand Your Pest Solutions and Mattress Depot. Uh, but before we do all that, before we get into the complete show, I, I just want to know what when the clock hit zero, what were your what were your first initial thoughts? Now, I know because we talked, but just tell the audience what was your initial thought.
1: A wasted opportunity. I felt Dallas outplayed the 49ers in this game, yep. and there should not have been a reason why the Cowboys are not in the NFC table game right now. Uh, but, that, yeah, that was my initial gut reactions, and it was just, frustrating especially that last play when they had that little trick play where uh zeke was snapping the ball to... so that
0: play bothered you because I, I guess I'm... it was
1: it, it, in and of itself it didn't bother me but just the way the whole game went and then that was the last play i saw for the season yeah. for my favorite team yeah yeah i
0: just kind of you know the frustrating part is i see what they were doing there the whole idea was is zeke snaps the ball he's an ineligible receiver yeah but where they threw it into the slot Is they were hoping that Turbin would then pitch it immediately to Zeke, Zeke, and then you, you actually, I'm not saying the play would have worked, but you, they were trying to. It it was a good idea. Yeah, it's just San Francisco. It's the last second that they just go, hey, let's just get in the quarterback's face. Yeah, and so they knocked Zeke down, and and that immediately ended the play. The the play itself didn't bother me. I, I think a lot of people, not you, I'm saying, I think a lot of people are overrating that. Like this is why Kellen Moore needs to be. And speaking of, by the way. As we were recording the first episode, it's basically been announced that Kellen Moore will be back. We'll and, talk about that. Yeah, you, you already know my thoughts on that. Yeah, and, and we'll talk about that. Um, And, and I, I think for this episode, we're mainly going to talk about Cowboys going forward. Okay. Now the only way we can do that is to talk about the San Francisco game. Yeah. But we're going to talk about them going forward. And and to be honest with you, this is a discussion we'll be having multiple times in the sea in the offseason because that's what happens in the offseason. We've got to see the moves they make now going forward so that we can adjust what we think. Uh, but first and foremost, we want to thank our title sponsor, Frisco Bar and Grill. They're located online at thefriscobar.com, but more importantly, 6750 Gaylord Parkway, Suite 120. Uh, They're open 11 a.m. to midnight Monday, Tuesday, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Wednesday through Saturday, and then back to midnight on Sunday. You and I have been there multiple times. It's great to watch football. It's the San Francisco 49er football watching club. Also, the Oklahoma Sooners. Funny, two of the rivals of the teams that we watch. But, you know, when we were there for that Monday night, uh, Niners versus Cardinals. We had a blast. It was a fun time. The atmosphere was great, um, and, and and I'm assuming the Oklahoma, maybe not this past year with the season that they had, uh, but that's all fun. But also, it's a great place just to go out and have a good time, do some karaoke uh, if you want to have some great food. I love their appetizers that we've talked about this before. I'm a big appetizer fan when it comes to bars, kind of like what we do today. We want to graze as I drink. Yeah. Um, so yeah, check out Frisco Bar. Also, Grandeur Pest Solutions, you can find them online at Grandeurforsure.com. Give them a call, 469-809-1842. Corey and the crew there, they will take care of you. The greatest thing is is their quality, but also they're quick. You don't have to wait six, seven months. If you call them or if you go online and you ask for a quote, they're gonna reach out to you A-S-A-P and tell them you heard about them here on the show. Also, Mattress Depot, 11 locations all the way from Wichita Falls up to Rockwall to Irving to Gainesville, all over the DFW Mattress You can find them online, though, on Facebook. Just type in Mattress Depot, and you'll have Mattress Depot Rockwall, whichever one fits you're closest to, that's where you want to go. You can also give them a call, 469-264-7296. All right, so let's do it. I. I don't even know where to start. Um, do you have an idea where you want to start? It's like uh, so many things at once, and, and you know, we have time, but then we also don't want to spend two hours talking about the same thing, which you and I could because yeah. you know we're going to continue this conversation off the air. Uh, and I asked you your initial thoughts. So I guess I'll ask you this. What are your initial thoughts? Now that you know Kellen Moore's back, Dan Quinn is back, yeah? but they've got rid of a ton of assistant coaches. Okay. What does that tell you? Scapegoats. You think so?
1: Yeah, the, to me the main problem is Kellen Moore and his offensive schemes. I really thought Dan Quinn did a great job with the defense yeah. against 49ers. I really felt that the defense kind of hung in there and made the game competitive yep. uh, on the other opposite end. I really think that the Cowboys offense didn't do the best of jobs and trying to score points. Now, granted, San Francisco during the regular season, number one ranked defense. Yep. Uh, be as may. I hey, as much as I, I praise the 49ers they have Bosa, they have Fred Warner. Uh Dude, t- he had a game. Yeah. Warner had a hell of a He's game. He's an unnaturally gifted linebacker who has the athletic ability of a secondary player but is in a linebacker position. He has the the he has the build for a linebacker. Yeah, he really does. He's just supremely fast and smart. And, I mean, a lot lot of opposing quarterbacks hate to play the 49ers because of him. Uh, I I haven't said that, like Bosa, Warner, uh, the safety for them that I keep referencing, Talanoa Hafunga, Tayshawn Gibson, uh, Traverius Ward, one of the best cover corners in all of football. Uh, Jimmy Ward, we'll talk about later with the tackle on uh, Tony Pollard. Uh, They're just so talented across the board on defense. I knew they are going to give the offense fits, but to me, just gut reaction, just watching that game, I felt Dallas was just the better team. And I think this was Brock Purdy's first real competition against a really good defense. Yeah, and um, he struggled. And he struggled. But, you know, give him credit. He still gives me some 2016 Dak vibes where he was making some plays that a typical rookie, especially someone that was Mr. Irrelevant for 2022, would not make. So I will give him credit. He did make some plays that, you know, you typically wouldn't see from that draft pick. Uh But also like with the 49ers and Shanahan, what he did so well was get more diversity on the offense. You know, he got Elijah Mitchell who was kind of a breakout star this year. And then they traded for Christian McCaffrey. So they got, you know, two stud running backs and on the receiving end, they got Debo Samuel, they got Brandon Ayuk. And then if they ever need him, um, uh, You know, Jawan Jettings. So they have a lot of real good talent. And it's it's kind of hard to double team anyone on the 49ers. But the Cowboys defense did so well against them, in my opinion, especially like goal line situations. Like Hankins had a pretty good game. He had a couple tackles. Uh
0: Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons. First play of the game. Yeah. I mean, that's when you realize honestly. You and I talked about it last week, and you and I talked about it all year. Uh Everybody talks about the the run defense of Dan of uh, the Cowboys. Everybody says, "Well, in the draft, we need to get this." And I keep trying to tell people a lot of it's scheme. Yeah, like they're they're trying to get to the pass to the quarterback because they're they're, they're going to bet that most teams aren't going to run on them consistently, and, even if they're successful. Yeah, correct. In, in this day and age, that's just what yes you know, offenses do.
1: They're more pass heavy. Exactly. So if you have a defense that can actually. Pressure rate, just like what the Eagles do, which the Cowboys are. You know, Eagles and Cowboys have about the same amount of pressure rate. Yes,
0: Uh, you're more likely than not to win the game. Yeah, (laughs) but I I saw that first play, and Mark, uh, Mike, Mark, uh, Micah Parsons crashes in for a tackle for loss, and I thought, oh. We're good. We're good. Yeah.
1: He set the tone.
0: I really thought like, man, because I had said all week and I had said on the show last week that I thought where Dallas could hurt San Francisco offensively and it's the same place where I think Philadelphia can, if you block up, San Francisco gives up big plays. They've given them up all year. And they gave up big plays in this game. Yeah. Dak even hit a couple of them. A couple of them he didn't. Yeah. But man, that first tackle for loss, I thought, wow, this is it.
1: Yeah. That's a great point. Uh, you know, for as good of a defense as 49ers are, they are susceptible to that big play. The one I always reference ever since it happened was the one against Arizona. Yes. Uh, AJ Green. Yep. Long touchdown. So that's, they're susceptible to the big play. Now, there's a reason why teams don't do it often against the 49ers. <laughs> no, exactly, because the pass rush. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, uh, my favorite play of the game was what you had referenced earlier today to me. Uh, and I remember it was the uh, Parsons versus uh, McClinchy. Yes, the throw. Yeah, because that reminded me of Reggie White doing it. That was his patented move where he'd take his right arm and then take it. I mean, he, but you know Reggie White was 300 pounds. And he was going against another 300 pound tackle, and he would just take his arm and just shove him. He did that to Larry Allen. And that is
0: not a disrespect to Larry Allen. No. But you know the story, the second part of that story, right? What's the second part of the story? Larry Allen, they like, you know, if if you don't remember, if you're not old enough, but Larry Allen actually, his rookie year had to play tackle. That's the 94 Um, season. Yeah. Yeah. And so Reggie does that. And so they line up for the next play, and and Larry Allen looked at him and said, never again. Just had to throw that in because Larry Allen's one of the few players that could say that to Reggie White so and get away with it. With,
1: with those two players, they're about equal weight. Yes. Now, as Micah Parsons is about 250. Yep. McGlenchy's about 300. And a great – Great Great player, yeah. yeah. One of the one of the better right tackles in
0: football. Best face mask going because he still does the old. Oh yeah, best face mask going. I know. I I love the helmets. Yeah. But yeah, uh, so that play happens. The first play happens, and I think we're good. And the defense was. Now, in saying that, let's be fair. In the second half, when Dallas needed to get off the field, that's when you start. And we talked about that. Could Dallas, if it's a close, low-scoring game? Could Dallas stop the run when it this, needed to? Okay,
1: this is a copy and paste of what you used to say four years ago about the Cowboys' defense. Yeah, it really is. But that was a good defense in 2018. It's just their Different. offense back then would leave them on the field too long. Yeah. And they just got tired. Yeah. To me, this is exactly what
0: happened in the second half against the 49ers. They just got tired. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I don't think it's a negative on defense. But, again, it's one of those if you're going to be uh, – and Dan Quinn said it after the game. If you're going to be a top-tier defense – not Nothing else should matter. You get out and you stop them. Dude, six
1: days rest, traveling from Tampa to Dallas to San Francisco or Santa Clara. The 49ers had eight days rest, didn't have to travel anywhere. Yep. The fact that they only gave up 19 points and six of them were off
0: turnovers. Six of them were definitely off turnovers. And give them credit for those turnovers not turning into touchdowns. Agreed. That's something that used to happen. Agreed. Um, so,
1: to me the defense was not the problem in this game. I thought they had
0: Now, in saying that, Trayvon Diggs, couple plays. That's the thing you have to
1: accept with him because he is going to go for the big play.
0: But uh, Yeah, but, I mean, again, we go back to – I don't even – the Kittle play at the midfield. Well,
1: it was an illegal play. Yeah, it was an illegal <laughs> play.
0: But but even then, I, I don't – a lot of people are – Dude, that's a split-second decision. Go for the ball, go for the hit. Yeah. He went for the hit, and he whiffed. But the same two guys, Kittle and Diggs, at the goal line, yeah. and I know the ball was tipped, but again, you go back to, as Butch Davis always said, you know, great players make great plays. You're not saying it right. Oh, okay. Great players yeah. make great plays. Yeah. We're going to have to pull that in and, and have that as one of our sound drops. <laughs> but he's right. right. Yeah, great players go okay that's a tip ball i'm still going to make the catch yeah, yeah. and i'm not saying diggs is not a great player and i'm not knocking diggs but i am saying for all the talk of the offense there were a couple times where the defense didn't make the plays that might have changed things there there's still a little bit of not blame but hey yeah. you got to make that play
1: uh, i i per- hey 100% get it i just would say going back to what well going back to what i said before i just really feel that the Cowboys defense did exactly what they should have done. I agree with that. And I I really think they exceeded expectations. I agree with that. If you had asked me, so now we know what the score was, but still, like if you had told me that the the 49ers were only going to score 19 points. Dallas wins. Dallas wins. All day, every day. How? How how, how could they not? That was a fantastic performance. They barely allowed 300 yards. They got to Purdy. He made a couple of bad throws that did not end up being interceptions but they probably should have been. They got yeah. to Christian McCaffrey.
0: McCaffrey was McCaffrey yeah.
1: all game long. Yeah, I mean Kittle had a great game but most of it came from that one great catch that should not have been a catch Good because point. of a, you know the it was an eligible <laughs> okay, so, receiver. Okay, so
0: let's go ahead. So I technically I think you I think that's illegal but it's also something like I don't know if that's I don't know. I, I'm conflicted. Like, do you want that to be the reason you lose? No. But do you also want that? I don't know. It's that wasn't the reason the Cowboys lost. No. All right. So let's just – all right. So first off, Dan Quinn's back. Kellen Moore's back. So our coordinators are back. Yeah. Now, I haven't read if maybe McCarthy's taking over more on the play call. That would be worse. Would it? Yeah. I mean, why? I, I, I just get –
1: 2017 2018 packer vibes if you okay
0: know. so why does he okay so let, let's go ahead and have this discussion now because oh, you right. and i've talked about this off the record uh, many times off the record lately. but so what is so different that why why do cowboy fans want sean payton over mike mccarthy when they've literally done the same thing their whole career like people, their records are almost exactly the people same. don't
1: see that people see mike mccarthy for his 2017 2018 reign with the Packers. Mm-hmm. People see Peyton for the championship he got in New Orleans, which people feel that when I say people, I mean, like majority of football fans, they feel like it's almost impossible to get a championship in New Orleans. Uh And then see the lull he had in 2014, 15, 16, but then revamped that team into the monster they were from 2017 to 2020, where they were basically one of the top three teams in football every one of those years. In 2018, they should have won the Super Bowl. Yeah, they Bowl. should have.
0: And they should, that was they not their for, fault. That, you know, I will not blame them for that. No, 100%. That. I, yeah. I do get that. But I, I, I just think that – But they, they
1: had bad losses. And the next year, they lost the, the Vikings at home.
0: And nobody talks about that. Yeah, that that a, is a collapse
1: yeah. of epic proportions. The Vikings came in – I mean, the Vikings exceeded expectations that year by beating a, a great Saint team at, at you know on the road. In the wildcard round. Then they got destroyed by the 49ers the next week. The following year, the Saints won. uh, I think they beat the Bears in the wildcard round. And then they uh, lost to the uh, Buccaneers, who ended up winning the Super Bowl. Uh, But that was only because they turned the ball over like four times in that game. And they had controlled the control. They had destroyed the Buccaneers during the regular season. Yeah, they owned them both games. Yeah, Yeah. so 2020-2021, they had beaten the Buccaneers four times but they couldn't beat them in the playoffs that one time. So. But how many Super Bowls are they getting at? Zero. I mean, for all the talk Zero. about
0: Peyton, Mike McCarthy has went to a Super Bowl more uh, recent, even though that's been 12 agreed. years.
1: Hey, and you know, I remember, remember the 2018 matchup between the Saints and the Cowboys. I had told you specifically, yeah. <laughs> if they just double team Michael Thomas and uh, Alvin Kamara, they'll win. And that's exactly what and they did. And that's exactly what they did. And they won an ugly game on Thursday Night Football uh, post-Thanksgiving. Yep. Uh, that felt like
0: that felt like that was a, again. We go back to and this is why I said last week when I point when I pointed out that Joe Buck said the Cowboys have broken through and I yeah. kept saying no they haven't. They don't break through till you win the division, right. a, a divisional round. Um. All right, so I, I mean, let's just jump right into it. Dak Prescott. Yeah. Was this year what we're going to expect going forward, or was this just? an odd year because for all the talks about the interceptions and you and I were kind of watching some other stuff We were watching Nate Tice on the athletic and I thought he brought up a good point. And and I, and I said, I think I said this last week, the interception thing was not great, but it also was kind of overstated. Like there wasn't a lot, like you could say, well, the Washington game, the interceptions mattered. Yeah. But I mean, it was the end of the game. It was the end of the season. Everything had been decided for all the talk about Dak and his interceptions. None of them were like game breaking, (laughs) oh, my God, that changed the season. I I think the interception thing gets a little overrated. I think interceptions are just – I think every quarterback in their career is going to have a a stretch and multiple stretches for some quarterbacks where they just turn the ball over. The question is, though, is that a one-year thing or is this about to be something we're going to see going forward? Mahomes had that for a bit last season. Yes, he did. So – it,
1: this could be just a small blip, a little small stretch. I don't really don't think. And he
0: still, threw, he still threw 23 touchdowns in only 12 games. And he still finished. And I have a lot of issues with the QBR because I think it's weighted weird. But yeah. he still finished with a top six QBR in okay. the games that he played. Yeah. He still finished eight and four. He's still, in the last two years, 19 and nine, as a starter. And, yeah. and and you know, we always talk about well, stats don't mean anything, but wins and losses are supposed to uh mean something. Yeah. Nineteen and nine. That hasn't been done. Tony Romo never did that. It hasn't been done since Aikman. What do you mean? Like 19 and 9, back to back, 12 win seasons, all no. that. No. Romo never did. As much as I well, Romo, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I'm just saying so. At, at, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm like you. I, I'm confused, and I, I'm concerned, and l- let's go ahead and get Kellen so Moore. So the fact, the fact that Kellen Moore
1: is back at the OC, I just feel that it's going to be the same thing in 2023. I'm just going to look to 2024 if, if that's the case. I just don't see him. My my, my biggest issue with him is I, I say screw the stats when you consider him. I agree. I, I, I feel that I'm I only con- concerned about him in, in big games. Now, he did well against the Eagles, but people would say, oh, well, the Eagles didn't have Jalen Hurd, so it was a different flow to the game. It was just a different uh, feel. Uh, but, I, but I say, you know what, whatever. Well, uh, I, I'm going to go back to what you said, actually. I will give you credit. Oh, this is a first. Yeah, I know. This hurts. is <laughs> – I'll the coverage first. Let's take a drink.
0: Yep. Take Cheers. a drink. I'm going to give Noe credit. Hang on.
1: And Terry is chasing
0: with some power aid. You called it. You said it after Jacksonville. Okay, they've got to start winning those games. Yeah, you've got to for all the talk. And and Dallas had a great season. Yeah, but you've got to have better than everybody else because I if if Dallas has the Eagles pass. Yeah. Dallas is playing this week, period. End of discussion. Well, I mean, yeah.
1: There was, a, I mean, Eagles won by two games in the division. Mm-hmm. If Dallas beat Screen Bay in that game where they were up by two touchdowns and they Jackson. have never lost a game when they were up two touchdowns going into the fourth quarter until that game and then did it again against Jacksonville, it didn't even matter. If they had just beaten one if, of those, yeah. If, if they had cared to beat Washington, To me, they played the same vanilla offense that the Eagles played against the Giants. The only difference is the Eagles were at home and they won by six points, and the Dallas was on the road and they basically just gave up. Well, and
0: I think you can make the case that top to bottom, Washington might be a better team than the Giants. Just the This was,
1: it's just so funny. Two years ago, the NFC least was the worst division in Mm -hmm. football. No one had a winning record. This year, everybody had a 500 or better record. Yep. So it's just, a, it, I, I, I love football for that. I love the NFL for that. But you hate it, too. <laughs> I also hate it, too. That's what I was going to, you're, you're reading my mind.
0: Because I'm feeling the same thing. I think all of us are as yeah. Cowboy fans, because you're right. You throw out the stats when you talk about Kellen Moore, but you've got to get to the playoff game. And and so. His his offense is good enough to get to the playoffs. Hang on, hang on, though, hang on. You're right, but. We talk about the two games that might have changed it, Green Bay and Jacksonville. And in both of those, the defense gives up
1: double-digit lead,
0: And that's where when I tell people, I think Cowboy fans, and it's weird, I think Cowboy fans that are younger than the Super Bowls feel this way. Like, why aren't we there? Because it takes – Extraordinary things that happen, everything has to connect. Yeah, it's uh complimentary football that's the word. When your offense and your defense work together, doesn't mean your defense is great or your offense is great, but they work together. And I think that's the disconnect. You have Jacksonville and Green Bay, where if the defense just makes one or two plays, yeah, but then you can also point to Jacksonville hey, after the fumble, after the all Dallas had to do was run the clock out, and this is where we go back to. How good is the Dallas offense? Because you look at the rush stats and they're top 10. They're top 10 in attempts. They're top 10 in yards. But you look at their yards per carry and they're very low. And and so then we go back to how good is really that offensive line. And this is why we go, again, go back. I keep saying go back. But now all the coaches outside of the two coordinators have basically been fired. And, And Al Harris. And by the way, Al Harris, if he doesn't get a defensive coordinator job next year, not this year. I think he, he needs to prove himself one more yeah, year. Yeah. But he, what he's done with the secondary, absolutely amazing. Especially
1: after Anthony Brown got – Exactly. Bland. Had the torn Achilles in week 13.
0: Yeah, Deron Bland could have literally been – and I think he was kind of screwed out of not at least being in the rookie of the year. He had five interceptions, which – He kind of came on late. So yeah. I, I, yeah, but so did Brock Purdy, and Brock Purdy was a, 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 a favorite for the rookie of the year. He won't Again, get it, but yeah, quarterback. Get it. Yeah, yeah, that works. Quarterback's always going to get it, yes. so yeah, we're up. But – In saying all that, it's going to be Kellen Moore. And I just feel like...
1: I almost feel like you should just skip 2023 if that's going to be the case. It's just going to be more of the same. I have no expectations if Kellen Moore is going to be the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys in 2023. Why? He's so inconsistent. But he's going to win. But is he... he'll get double digit wins the cowboys will be in the playoffs which would
0: be the first time in three years yeah
1: who cares i want a super bowl
0: yeah but i've always told you from the moment we became friends i've always told you that the only for me you've got to be consistent you've got to earn it And, and 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 i think what happened in the 90s kind of kind of mess with cowboy fans yeah. because they skipped like three spots which was
1: me growing up
0: yes exactly so i'm gonna have that so bias. you so so because and you admit you didn't start watching football till after they'd already started to build so yeah. Yeah. In, in 91 after they beat the bears and then lose lose to the lions and they go into the 92 season as a cowboy fan you're thinking hey all right let's just get to the title game this year and they did and you're thinking i, I can remember that whole week just thinking hey san francisco is gonna win this is, but this is awesome. We're back. And then Dallas won and it accelerated everything. Yep. And so I think now, if you ever noticed that since then, if we have a decent quarterback, a decent running back, and a de- it's a triplet, it's a triplets again. Yo, yeah, we yeah. always try to emulate what they did in the nineties. And, and, and Hell, even in the mid two thousands, it was
1: Bledsoe, Julius Jones and Terry Glenn. <laughs> and exactly. Brian
0: Quincy Carter. And <laughs> Richie Anderson, <laughs> <laughs> Richie, <in> that fullback. <laughs> you remember him? He yeah. went wherever Parcells went, and he would throw like two touchdown passes a year. He would
1: get like fifty catches. Yes,
0: yeah. I mean, he was one of the first, like, just out of the you know out of the backfield yeah. fullback. Yeah. But I, I think that that's part of the problem is that we expect as cowboy fans. First off, I. I Cowboy fans expecting anything just blows my mind. It's been 25 years, folks. <laughs> Don't expect crap. I mean, just take what you get because we are no different than any other franchise at this point. Yeah. We are just a regular franchise trying to figure it out. And in saying all that, again, I keep saying that. Mm-hmm. How much, like, going forward, how what is your trust factor in Dak? De- like, where are you with that? Oh, I trust him 100%.
1: You still think he can win a Super Bowl? Yeah. I mean, if Trent Dilfer can get to a Super Bowl, if Jimmy Garoppolo can get to a Super Bowl and lead by double digits into the fourth quarter, yeah. I think Dak Prescott can get the, to a Super Bowl easily. First
0: off, thank you. You segued without even trying. Amen, brother. All right. So let's look at the quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls since 2000. All right? Uh, okay. And because I think 2000 is when things changed, I, so her, you know you know I could tell you every starting quarterback from that. point. I know you forward. can. That's why I'm you saying don't. it. So and I don't even worry about. It. So I will say this: it, it's different in the 80s, the 70s, and 80s. You had this idea of a Super Bowl winning quarterback, and you either were or you weren't. Well, 2000 changed that because Trent Dilfer won the Super Bowl, and then Tom Brady and. and the first Tom Brady Super Bowl is a random guy. What he became doesn't matter. Then Brad Johnson won your Super Bowl. Yep. So that right there showed you in three years, you didn't have to be a quote unquote Super Bowl quarterback. Precisely. Then you've got what I think is the biggest one. The Eli Manning. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. He has basically every playoff win in two seasons. Yeah. The two years that they won the playoff. 20, or Super Bowl. 2007
1: and 2011 seasons. They
0: did not win another playoff game under him in any other year. Oh, so, that part I didn't know. Yes. Okay. Yes. he. Was, but now I'm thinking about, yeah, yeah. He I was 4 that. except for those two. Yeah. So – is and we're talking about people trying to make a case that Eli Manning's a Hall of Fame quarterback. This is a guy that finished with the same 500 exactly, yeah, and literally almost the exact same pass uh, touchdowns as interceptions. And yet you're going to say he's a Super Bowl or he's a Hall of Famer because he won two Super Bowls. That's
1: that Giants front four was a Hall of Fame collaboration, yes.
0: <laughs> but yeah, the
1: uh, Eli Eli will be a Hall of Famer. He he will he will get enshrined in Canton. Okay, so point. I don't know if his first ballot, but he will definitely get it. Oh,
0: ballot. I don't think he gets first. But if DeMarcus Ware doesn't get first ballot, nobody. I'm that sorry. was the I'm biggest. Sh- sorry, that, that
1: is I'm the sorry. biggest first ballot snub in history.
0: Yeah, I, I don't get that one. Yeah. But anyway, all right. So let's look at the next ones. Okay. All right. So Eli Manning wins. Okay, Peyton wins in two thousand six. That was a coronation. It finally happened. It wasn't even their best year, but yeah, no, it wasn't it, yeah. by far. Yeah. That's one of the worst Super Bowls. Just it was the, the, the weather. hurt. Prince win- was awesome. Prince was awesome. Prince
1: was awesome. And it was raining, so it was perfect. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Purple rain. Um, Uh, But all right, so after that was Ben Roethlisberger. uh, uh, 08 was a – so 05 was not a good year Mm -hmm. for the Steelers, but 08 was a better year for Roethlisberger.
0: Yeah, no, he deserved it. He became a star. Yes, he did. All right, but here we go. You ready for this? All right. And let me finish all this. So before the next Tom Brady, we have Aaron Rodgers, Eli, mm-hmm. again, Joe Flacco, Russell Wilson, and then Tom Brady. All right. All right. So we all consider Aaron Rodgers amazing because he's won a thousand MVPs. Yeah. But how many Super Bowls has he won? One. We all consider Drew Brees amazing. And he is, he won MVPs, but how many Super Bowls have he won? One. Russell Wilson. One. One. Nick Foles. Next. Yeah. <laughs>
1: You One. see my point, though. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so this idea that there's a yeah. a quarterback style, mm-hmm. whatever that ha- that's just not true. It's about your team. It's always been about your team. Roger Staubach was a better quarterback than Terry Bradshaw. Period. Easily. End of discussion. Steve Young was a better quarterback than Troy Aikman.
1: No. <laughs> I, I don't know if I agree with that one. Well, Steve Young was a better pure quarterback. That is not an insult to either of those No, Those are both Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Exactly, deservedly so. Steve Young, so a lot of people that didn't watch football in the 80s didn't re- realize Steve Young really wasn't a starting quarterback. Exactly. Consistently until his. I think he was 31. Yeah. So he became a Hall of Famer just based off a short period of time but that was seven, eight year period with the 49ers as a starting quarterback yep. were so good he had to go in first ballot. That's how good he was in that short period of time. But I mean, he started at Tampa, USFL before that. Yeah, he's he struggled. I mean, he wasn't, I mean, USFL, he was great, but Tampa right, Tampa was, was terrible. And then he went to the 49ers in his mid 20s as a backup to Montana. He had some spot starts. He did great. But a lot of people attributed that to hey, talent breaks, around. Chicago. Hey, breaks. Sorry. See, the Minnesota yeah. run. Oh, one of the greatest runs Iconic of all time run, yeah. by a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, I think they lost that game, too. Yeah, they did. Uh, same
0: thing with, by the way, Tony Dorsett running the 99 yards yeah. against Minnesota. They yeah, actually the lost The Monday that night game against
1: yep. the Vikings. Dallas lost that game. That yeah. was a
0: weird year where they played them in the same calendar year like three times because of how the, the strike had went. I, I Much like, right.
1: like the Bengals and Chiefs in 2022. Oh,
0: uh-huh. Good one, uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, so so since 2000, give me your top five quarterbacks. Just off the top of your head, top five quarterbacks.
1: Peyton Manning. All right. Drew Brees. Tom Brady. Uh the Aaron Rodgers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Patrick
0: Mahomes. All right. So out of all those, now Mahomes, of course, the story. I I'm
1: really gonna put Mahomes in there because if you say two thousand, like he's only been in the league for six years. Yeah, but he's
0: transcending the league. Okay. So but, I'm gonna, gonna hit So in. so how many of those Super Bowls have they all won? Peyton Manning has two, Tom Brady has two.
1: And I wouldn't even give Tom uh, Peyton Manning's a hard one because the, the second Super Bowl well, was, was last terrible. season. Brock Eisweiler was almost, should be attributed for that Super Bowl more than Peyton Manning.
0: Hell, Cam Cam Newton looking at the fumble might be the biggest play of the game. I was such a big fan of that Carolina team. I was too. I, I really, I was one. so torn because Demarcus Ware, my favorite cowboy of all time, was yeah. on the Broncos. But I, I thought Cam Newton was the neutralizer in that. Topic thought- for the offseason. Yes. Our favorite
1: Cowboys and why.
0: Yeah. And speaking of uh, our off season shows, we're going to be th- the new network allows us to just do a complete, we're going to have sports movies. That's why our new logo, by the way, if you see it, which we want to thank Wes for doing that. He works for the, the network and he, he's our graphic designer uh, and he did a wonderful job. I'm trying to, for some reason I can't move anything. I think everything's frozen, uh, but yeah, here's our new logo. Um, it, it's awesome. And we do appreciate that. But yeah, I, my point is though, since 2000, we'll go 2006 when Peyton won because he wins two. No, everybody except for him and Tom Brady are one offs. So, this idea that there's a quarterback style or you have the certain whatever, whatever yeah. we used to think, it's just not true. Matthew Stafford is, is it, it literally spent his whole career being, you know, people av- people with debate. a great
1: player on a bad team,
0: or what was he just? part of the reason why they were bad he was good until it mattered blah 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 nick Foles, joe flacco yeah joe flacco and, and the great thing is or the funny thing is is joe flacco out of all the talks had one of the best postseasons ever yep but he only won it one and then yep. after that he became average again
1: well that was his thing he was an average regular season quarterback but elite postseason quarterback in that one
0: year yeah
1: in that one well, year. i mean some people go back to uh, everything up to the 2011 2012 season, 08 as a rookie. Like, you know, Brock Purdy, we'll talk about him, but Brock Purdy is the fifth quarter, fifth rookie
0: quarterback yeah.
1: to get to the NFC title game.
0: And you know, the one that nobody remembers that actually might have got screwed by the way the, the game was called back then? Sean King. Oh, yeah. The Bird yeah. Emanuel touchdown.
1: Because of that one play by Bird
0: Emanuel, now we have instant replay. Okay. So, It's out during the coverage, so this is what we do. I want to say this. I have an issue with how catches are called now. I think if the ball doesn't touch the ground, it should be a catch. Correct. If you fall out of bounds and you bobble it, but it lands on your chest, that
1: should be a catch. I've always thought that, too. I
0: I don't understand why. It takes
1: away from the feel of the game.
0: Yes, it does. Uh, John Madden said it best. If it looks like a catch, it is a catch. Rip and agree. Anyway, so my point is, This whole idea that Dak Prescott can or cannot win a Super Bowl, that's just that's not a thing.
1: Yeah.
0: He is talented enough. Now it doesn't mean he he doesn't have things he needs to work on, but he is talented enough, and I think he has shown enough that you build the team around him, you can win a super bowl. Now, my question to you is why did Dallas feel that they went from 2020? You give me 2020's offense before he got hurt. Oh, yeah. yeah. 2020's offense with this defense, and Dallas might have gone undefeated this year. Why does Dallas – and it's not salary cap. Yeah. This goes back to the front office. Why does Dallas – they can never seem to to stay with one philosophy. Now, the the one thing they are doing now is they're drafting more as far as they're not trying to sign free agents. Of course, now everybody's mad about that. Yeah. It's funny. Ten years ago, everybody was pissed that Dallas didn't draft. That's the one thing Dallas has done well is draft. But, like, why did they have to feel they had to give up offense to get defense? That, that that didn't make sense with me.
1: They just were trying to address what they were lacking. They wanted some firepower. Yeah. Uh, that's really all I can say about that. I, I just feel that they – it's the same issue they're having now. They just have a depth issue. And But uh, it's
0: better this year than I think it has been. And that's why I – Oh, it I, has
1: been. I mean, hell, Cooper Rush – I mean, hey, if Cooper Rush wasn't available, this could have been a 2015 season. Easy. Or 2020, yeah. Or 2020 season. Easy. Yeah. But because we had a capable backup quarterback and a capable defensive coordinator that was good at scheming and uh, in this case making the team have to rely on the defense to make plays, Yeah, they were able to go 4-1 and one with Cooper Rush as a starter. He's a pretty solid quarterback. He's not going to be a quarterback that – you know, If you don't have the parts around you, you're going to win. But if you have a – like with the 49ers, if you have a capable team all around you, you can have a Cooper Rush-type player at quarterback
0: and win. Oh, that's a good question. Who would you take right now, Cooper Rush or Brock Purdy? They're the same player. Thank you. Yeah,
1: I, I – I, I, I could say either player. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I I would pick Cooper Rush now only because he's seasoned. That's I mean, could the only... you
0: say Brock is at this point five games? Seven. Mister, no, he's he's seven still games.
1: a rookie. Yeah. If, if you're asking me long term, I'd take Purdy. But as of right now, I would take Cooper Rush because I would have more faith in a veteran that plays about the same. Cause He's experienced a lot, so I, but I
0: think Brock is actually now technically started more games than Cooper.
1: A I probably mean, because now he's seven and oh, as a starter, he had five regular season starts and then the two postseason starts. Um, Cooper, oh, yeah, I, I really did want to talk about this once. That, yeah, so, uh, so there's never been a rookie quarterback that's taken a team to a Super Bowl, yeah, that is the biggest uh obstacle that the 49ers are going to have to overcome so they're going to have to they, they would make history if they would make the super bowl this this season because he would be technically the first rookie quarterback to start a super bowl the other ones that had opportunities uh-huh. 99 sean king he yeah. got screwed over by the Bert Emanuel not catch yep. which was a catch and that eventually created the uh instant replay
0: yep rule well it brought it back there had been it brought it back before. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 correct correct
1: and then uh, 2004 was uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Yep, the 15 to one Steelers. Uh, they they were just a great running team at that point. Yep, and uh, the Patriots exposed them. Yep, to get their third Super Bowl in four years. Uh, and then uh, in 2008, Joe Flacco. Yep, two great defensive playoff wins by the Ravens, and uh, they just couldn't do it against the Steelers. Who end, ended up winning the Super Bowl in uh, Mike Tomlin's second year, and then 2009, Mark Sanchez took the 9 7 Jets with the, one of the best defenses ever, and they went. Uh, they won the, their opening round against the Bengals. I think Carson Palmer got hurt in that game.
0: Yeah, that's the uh, tear his knee up yeah. like third snap of the yes. game.
1: And then uh, the divisional round against the Chargers. The Chargers were 13 and three that year with Philip Rivers, and I think North Turner was the coach. Yeah. And uh, it, uh, the the Jets just figured it out and were able to sneak out with the win. A lot of people kind of favored them against the Colts because the Colts, toward the end of 2009, they were not uh, as dominant as they were toward the you know, beginning of the season. But the you know, Jets went up 17-6, and the Colts just uh, ended that, and they went to the Super Bowl. But, yeah, after so so since then there hasn't been another rookie
0: quarterback that's Gone this far into the playoffs and it's interesting because when you look at each one of those they're all different sean king was a big time yeah game manager um big ben was a hall of famer but that rookie year he was a game manager joe flacco was i, I think like you said joe flacco was really weird he was either really good or really bad in the playoffs there yep. was no in between yeah. um, mark sanchez Look, great story, but that was all... Game manager would be giving him credit. Yeah. And and so, of all those, Big Ben's the only one that's going to be in the Hall of Fame, and and it's not for that year. Correct. Every other one either just was a journeyman or, you know, I I guess Joe Flacco. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer, but I think he gets into... I think he'll be in the discussion with the Veterans Committee. I think he
1: got that big contract and just uh, was done. I, I I I don't I don't really don't think he tried after getting that big contract. Well, just just based off of how that team performed after the 2012 season, you could see that he he was not the same quarterback.
0: All right, so you bring me to the next one. All right, can teams win with a big contract quarterback? Because if you look at it yes. right now, only Mahomes and his, and his I don't think he's even really truly kicked in. I think in two years, yeah. So. Tom Brady was always able to take less money because of his situation. He lived with, he was married to a supermodel and she made half a billion dollars a year. And and that 100% is one of the reasons why Tom Brady didn't feel the need to have to go for the top money. Yeah. Um, Every other team, I mean, you look at the quarterbacks now, Mahomes is a big contract, but it's still, I don't think it's hit yet. Burroughs is on a rookie deal. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is on a rookie deal. Brock Purdy's on a rookie deal. Mm hmm. So again, the question is, if you haven't won when your quarterback gets to year five, is yeah. it better to just start over? Oh it sucks because you feel like you, you we all think that hey, in a quarterback in year five, if he's really good, that means year six, seven, and eight, he'll be really he'll even be better. Are
1: you okay with giving them a quarter of your yearly cap?
0: That's I think that's to me.
1: 2022, you look at these final four teams. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are built off of depth, especially the 49ers. Now, the Bengals maybe more so on defense and the offensive line. Uh, Eagles all around. Everybody's getting paid, but not like Max. No, and Jalen Hurts Th- hasn't like hit Dar- the big Like one. Darius Slay is not getting paid like much as he should yeah, I think be. he's getting
0: like eight million a year or something. Possibly. I'll
1: I'll yeah. I and you know CJ Gardner Johnson had a all pro year and then he got hurt. Uh, you know, without him they they still had an elite secondary. So it it's it's really hard to build a Super Bowl winning team if you're giving probably half your cap to one player. Mm-hmm. So I me personally if I was building a team I would not have a Mahomes type player because it would make me feel obligated to pay them market value. Market value
0: for someone like Mahomes is probably a, over a quarter yeah, of I, your yearly cap. I, I'll pull that one up here in a minute, but I, you, you brought up the name. Um, and again, we're new mic, So if I'm a little off, I'm sorry. You sound great to me. Oh, thank you, buddy. Um, Darius Slay this year, his cap hit. Yeah. 9 million. 5 and million? Nine. Nine. Not uh-huh. bad. You know what his cap is hit hit is next? You you you, yeah, I said eight. Yeah, pull that out my butt. Yeah. You know what his cap hit is next year? 26 million. He will not be a he will not be an eagle unless he restructures. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how old is he too? Is he like in his early thirties? Yeah, he's like thirty
1: one. So a secondary player in his early thirties, he's definitely going to be uh yeah, that he'll definitely be cut or he's gonna restructure like so you know, Zeke. Kudos to him. He's soon turned 28 in, mm-hmm. in uh, 2023. He's wanted to take a pay cut. Yes. Which, hey, uh, after uh, the suspension he had in 2017, I, I saw a different Zeke. And he's been that way ever since. And I'm very impressed with him. Uh, I wish he was more, I guess he was, I wish he was more used with the Cowboys, but. Uh, with the emergence of Tony Pollard, I kind of like him in a short yardage situation, but he's getting paid way too much for to just be a short yardage running back.
0: Well, I, you know, I, I've kind of told you how I felt about it, and and, you know, the draft has to fall a certain way. Yeah. And again, speaking of, we talk about how the Cowboys draft and stuff, but literally the last two years, players fell to them that ended up working and you want to give the Cowboys credit, but it's like, hey, just it happened to to, to fall perfectly for you. Yeah. Um, by the way, Patrick Mahomes this year is a uh, thirty-five million dollar hit, but he restructured. Um, but here's the thing: the Chiefs literally have a bevy of nobody outside of Kelsey. Yeah. That's that what you'd call guys everybody else needs, and yet it works.
1: Well, I mean. It- and the, we we can go into the Chiefs if you want, but with trap with, with with them, you know Travis Kelsey is our best offensive talent outside of Mahomes, and he's on the wrong side of thirty.
0: Yeah, but but my point is, I think we're seeing this year that Andy Reid's system—the thing that we talk about—Kellen Moore doesn't do. Andy Reid takes spare parts and make and knows where to fit them. Yeah, and I guess that's the thing that I don't see that Dallas has done with Kellen Moore, with Scott Linehan, with Jason Garrett. My whole discussion with you has always been is that they're fine if their players are better than the opponent's players. They're going to yeah. win nine times out of ten. The issue with them and with Kellen Moore now is when you play a team like San Francisco, where their defense can match up. What wrinkles are you providing to 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 you know to, to to counter that, and we just don't see it. It's literally the same thing as we saw last year an offense that spit and bit half the game, had a couple of good drives, but never could consistently do anything. Yeah. And so, at what point is that on the offensive coordinator? Yeah, you have a top five offense. You've had a top five offense every year you've been off. It's because they're
1: padding the stats against
0: bad teams. Exactly. And so, at what point do you see the wrinkles against the good teams? Well, to your point,
1: you said in the prior show, they did play well. They 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 play better against better or good teams. Yes, I, I think this
0: year again one of the reasons why I think you you keep everybody that you can. I felt there was a step from last year to yeah. this year. I, I do agree with that. Honestly,
1: I'm not happy with Kellen Moore coming back in 2023, but I'm glad with another year of Michael Gallup cuz I think he'll have a better year in 2023 with injuries like what he had yeah. in the playoff game against the 49ers in yeah. 2021. And that's a good point. I I think it takes a year and then he'll be fully healthy and fully, you know, practicing. You know, it sucks that Dallas doesn't have James Washington going into 2023, but uh the thing with Michael Gallup healthy, I think with CD Lamb coming off a second team all pro Yeah, season. he sh-
0: really showed he was a number 1. Yeah, yeah, he
1: started slow, but he he ended up becoming a number 1. Yeah. And uh definitely justifying that uh pick again uh, in 2020 or yeah. 2021.
0: Yeah. Uh but he's going to be coming up soon on
1: a deal. Yeah. Yeah, and he'll be he'll be worth the money. I mean, he, he's a very productive player. But again, he's not 6'3" 20, 225 like aj brown is but he's still elusive can get open can make the tough catch
0: when need be do you know the crazy thing is him and michael irvin are about the same size wise but they just don't look it yeah partly because of uniforms and how pads are now well i mean michael irvin had 20 pounds of padding that's what i'm saying my back then you i mean and and i I will always go back to if you want to help a little you want to help curb concussions and stuff put the bigger pads back on the players.
1: I've always felt that for the betterment of the league, for safety reasons, everybody should have uniform padding. You're required to have uh
0: thigh pad. I thigh like would never wear. Yeah.
1: Thigh pads. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, qu- uh, quad pads, uh, knee pads. There, there should be some similar padding for everybody just to make it level and fair. No, no, I totally agree. No, but, I I agree. Like, like You see a lot of these special teams, not special teams, but uh, skilled players, they don't have any kind of leg padding at all. No hip padding, no leg padding, no knee padding. And that's supposed to increase the speed. Mm -hmm. But I I think football is so popular now where you should probably be more focused now on safety of the player. Longevity. Especially the players that are popular and you want them to play as long as possible. Like... uh, Patrick Mahomes, perhaps you want them to not have high ankle sprains in the division around you want them to you know be healthy, play 15 20 years. While you know, you have skilled players like Zeke and CD. And
0: uh, well, let's go ahead and talk about that. What are your thoughts on the, the NFL? Supposedly, by uh, rumors, are going to look at the that type of tackle that and it's it's funny how. It happened in back-to-back games, Patrick Mahomes and Pollard. Mahomes should be back, supposedly, this week. Uh, I mean, he is going to play, but we don't know how good he's going to play. And then Pollard was completely out. And and you're going to look at Pollard's stat and go, he was 10 carries, 27 yards, and like four catches, 30. He wasn't doing a lot, but it felt like he was starting to – They had a good rhythm with him. They were starting to get him the ball.
1: You felt like he was a play away.
0: Yeah, it really did. And it felt like that carries over. So what are your thoughts on that the league might look at eliminating what they call the hip tackle? Uh, Basically where you use your weight to bend the guy's legs back. Now in Australian football and some rugby leagues, they've already outlawed it because it tears legs up. I mean, you can't can't make the game 100% safe. Yeah. But there's a type of tackles that you can eliminate that the game won't miss, and that's one of them.
1: I I, I feel it's going to be super hard to implement.
0: But I mean, and, that's what we said about the horse collar, and then now nobody does that. I mean, it's very rare to get a horse collar tackle.
1: But I yeah, that is a good point. Uh, so horse collar tackle twenty or two thousand four season. Yeah. It was it involved the Cowboys. It was Roy Williams. Like
0: half the penalty things rules are usually Cowboys. Yeah, right? yeah. Williams. Yeah, Roy but Williams.
1: Whereas twenty twenty two, it went against the Cowboys. Yeah. two thousand four went for the Cowboys. Roy Williams tackled Terrell Owens uh what the horse call a tackle uh i think fractured an ankle or leg
0: leg yeah, yeah something like that
1: so you know terrell owens came back and, and, and
0: roy williams had done a bunch of those tackles that year that yeah. was like the culmination he had, yeah like again, that was something and you didn't it's not that it wasn't there before but you yeah. just didn't really see it until him
1: yeah so it became publicized but you know thanks to terrell owens physical uh strength and then his uh the money he spent on like the hyperbaric chamber yes. and all his other things to speed up the healing process, he was able to make the Super Bowl that two thousand four. One season. of the most underrated Super Bowl performances, yeah. simply yeah. because they lost. He almost ten catches over hundred yards. On it's still a very tender. Leg. Oh, you could tell, and you yeah. could tell. Yeah. And he was not the reason they lost. He was the reason they were competitive in that yep. game. <laughs> the game. The, the Patriots in the 04 season, we had referenced that season just because of uh, uh, Roethlisberger. Yeah, that was his rookie year. And uh, yeah, so with this, I I I just it it seems like it's gonna be harder to implement because that seems like a natural tackle to make. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. Putting weight on a player, yeah. yeah. Once once you get your, because like at at first the the tackle seems very innocuous, very safe. You're grabbing them by the hip, and you're just trying to secure the tackle. Yeah, but the problem is at the very end of it, when you're applying your weight to the lower body yes. of the player. Yes,
0: or you're, you're taking your legs and scissoring their legs. Scissor, scissoring. All right. Excuse PG. Yeah, okay. but it's there. It's doing that. Yeah. Uh, But I remember what – I got to talk to an NFL official once, and we were just joking about it, and, and he said, rules are not made for the current players. Rules are made for yeah. the players down the line.
1: Because now if they implement that rule mm-hmm. – eight nine-year-old kids that are playing peewee Stop tackling like that, yeah and so, and so 10 yes. years we'll, we'll see the
0: benefits of it yeah, exactly yeah. and it's frustrating and i get people well actually i don't i i, I think okay. that well no I, I was gonna say i get people being like they don't like it but i think yeah. people are just like it's the same people well games shouldn't be played inside because they weren't back in the day well they weren't back in the day because nobody thought about hey let's just build a dome yeah nobody thought about that yeah. so the idea that they did it before, that means it's better. It's the same thing where people now do the whole, like, uh, I want to eat the caveman diet. Cavemen live to, like, 30. So do you really <laughs> want to live that diet? Because that's Nope. I mean, so it's the same way. <laughs> I'll take my McDonald's. Thank you very yeah. much. But it's the same way now. I mean, we do that with football. Like, oh, back in the day where they ran the ball 40 yeah. times. Well, yeah, because that's they didn't think about, hey, we could just throw. Look at the routes. You and I were just talking about this earlier today. Troy Eggman. Give Troy Aikman the routes that they run today. Oh, man. And it's he's a completely different quarterback. Yeah. People don't realize when people say, "Oh, Troy Aikman shouldn't have, And I'll even say this about Terry Bradshaw. You know, he shouldn't be a Hall of Famer, his stats. Troy Aikman was throwing the ball down the field, every route, simple, ins and outs. There wasn't like we're going to have. And he
1: still completed two-thirds of his pass. Yes.
0: Yeah. But 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 you look at him now and you look at him in, 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 in like today's stats. Yeah. He looks like he's a bad quarterback, and he's not. Again, it goes back to the game today. Uh, even though I still feel like we're in about to be in a, a flip era where we're starting to throw the ball down the field more, I, I think that's why we have more interceptions. Yeah. Because teams now realize, ten years ago or five years ago, I say ten years ago, teams played shell. Let, let everybody dink and donkey down the field. Don't hit. Give up a big play.
1: And but now you you see the the decline in tight ends. Yep. That's kind of attributed to that that defense. Yeah, now
0: and, it's like let's just not give up the big play.
1: And then the credit to Mahomes' supremacy, he's able to learn to hey, I'll be I'll be patient. I'll I'll do a 15 play, 90 yard drive, take 10 minutes, and still score a touchdown. Yep. I have no problem doing that because I got the best tight end football, one of the smartest tight ends in football as well. And he'll hey, he's done his early 30s but he's definitely a first ballot hall of famer oh yeah. To, yeah oh
0: yeah I mean he goes da- I mean it's- him
1: him and his brother they're both two different people size wise personality wise yeah uh but their first ballot hall of famers just for the way they play the game they're, they're so intelligent and they're so athletic and they, they they're both different but they play with the same love and uh childlike happiness you like the you and I played when yes. I mean, we were just playing, like you know I grew up in an apartment, so like I, I have some apartment friends, you know people I live in. I brought in some my my same age, yeah. We would all play and it would just be you know three on three, four on four, and we find open field and it was it was it was beautiful. That,
0: that that's how you play. That, oh yeah, I've always said you and I have talked about this. If you played, whether you played at high school, college, or pro, yeah, the actual game of football is fun. When you play it, no, practices yeah. oh, and all yeah. that suck. That's a, yeah, I hated practice. Everybody did. Yeah. And so for these NFL players that can find the way to still get through that, yeah. dude, all credit to them. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't, you know, outside of the money, I don't even know if I would have wanted to play pro football because yeah. it's just, I just, man, practice sucked. Yeah. Practice sucked. No matter if you were a starter, a, a reserve, nobody thought of you. It sucked. Well, for me, it sucked because I was always expected
1: to do whatever the coaches said, like teacher's pet sort of. Yeah, but for you know football, uh, you know, so if I had to run a drill, hundred percent, you're supposed to do it. Yeah, no. yeah. So I think I, all. Yeah, I think all. I, and then it got to the point where I, I felt that I was not allowed to mess up, as far as like not going a hundred percent. Yeah, I could mess up like getting a pancake by somebody, but I couldn't mess up as far as like not giving effort.
0: Yeah. No. Exactly. And just again. You look at players like Travis which is—I was going to say—it's funny how you you look at Gronk, yeah, Jason Witten, yeah. Antonio Gates, Travis Kelsey—all within the last 15 years. Oh, yeah. Yet it feels like we're in an era where tight ends, unless something changes, aren't that big. That's why I'm big on like if you want to let Dalton Schultz go, I'm fine with that. I, I think this is supposed to be one of the most the strongest. Well we'll, we'll, well, we'll talk about the draft yeah. and late
1: future episodes, but this is supposed to be one of the strongest tight end classes of all time.
0: Yeah. So but I, I even look at what they have on the roster if I'm Dallas, and I'm fine with Ferguson and Pendershot. What yeah. was name yeah. I, I think that they both could do. And this is nothing against Dalton Schultz, but let's go ahead and go back. We'll finish up with, I, I know the game was over, but the last two plays with Dalton Schultz, yeah. you, you want to talk about Dak and you want to talk about Zeke. And you want to talk about effort and can they be a Super Bowl winning quarterback? Yeah. You had a tight end who basically two plays in a row just basically, I don't know, gave up.
1: Uh, That's a tough one. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I see what you mean there with Schultz. I mean, I, I, the first they, one I, I think they just kept him just because they had no other option. Well, yeah, that's why they tagged him. Yeah,
0: you tag him, you pay him this year and let's see what happens. Yeah. And, and but, I don't think he showed you anything that makes you think he needs to be a top five. He had win. made,
1: he had some, he had some pretty good games toward the end of the year. He did score the only touchdown for the Cowboys in that division around game against the 49ers. I feel that he has some talent to me. He's just another Blake Jarwin. It was just a skilled tight end, a little undersized can make some plays, got not the best blocker. Uh, the thing I liked about Jason Witten he was such a great blocker, but I don't think we'll ever get that type of player again unless we draft for it like that Notre Dame player, Michael Mayer. I think that Dallas would benefit more from someone like him than what the current crop of tight ends for the Cowboys is right now.
0: Yeah, no I, I totally get that. I just. I just don't part What's this song? Is over. Party's over. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, this this,
1: this this really hits home now. Call it a night. The
0: Now, I will say this the party's not over for Out Drink the Coverage. We're going to be having all season episodes almost each and every week. Uh, next week, we're going to record our big Super Bowl show uh, where, where you and I are just going to break down the game and get crazy about it. Uh, but we're also going to be doing, and this is part of the whole thing of why on the new network, you and I are going to get to finally do what we want to do. And that's why the new logo, uh, if you see it, it, it says it perfectly. It, it, it's, you know, it's booze, it's yeah. sports, it's movies, it's football, it's food. Yep. So we're going to do all season shows where we're talking about movies. I think the first one we're going to do is draft day. Um, So we're going to start early with sports movies. We might eventually move on into something else, but we're going to start with sports movies because there's so many to do. Uh, But we do want to thank everybody that has listened to us each and every week. Uh, It's tough as a Cowboy fan, but again, and maybe I'm lucky. I'm old enough that I got to literally experience three and then technically four, even though I don't remember the 78 one against the uh, Broncos. I'm not saying I'm content, but I'm also not stressing out. If the Cowboy, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's jaded, but I've got to the point now where, and I've told you this, I just enjoy watching football. Like, I'll just watch the red zone, and I'll yeah. put the Cowboys on the laptop. I, I'm fine with that. And it's nothing against Dallas, but it's just, I just like football enough to where, where the Cowboys win or lose. That's not going to destroy me as far as the rest of the season. Uh,
1: I think I'm getting to that point.
0: And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing.
1: Uh, you're just content. Yeah, which yeah. a lot of people say that's the ideal goal to have in life mm-hmm. overall in general. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh non-sports related, but I tend to disagree. <laughs> I want to be happy. <laughs> I, I think
0: part of it's just as I've gotten older, my competitiveness of well, been. you saw
1: different eras. You saw the mid to late 80 cowboys. Think think from my perspective. I saw it from them in the early 90s when Dallas was just winning Super Bowls. So I expected that going forward as a kid. Yeah, that's a good point. And then now they haven't done anything since the 95 season. Now they're going to 2020. That's 28 years.
0: I mean, come on. (laughs) It's not fair. (laughs) No, that's a good point. When I started, like when I remember, again, I barely remember 80. I barely remember Dallas losing to Philadelphia. I I remember certain things. The the first one for me was 81. Mm -hmm. So all I knew was heartache. Yeah. And then reading in the history books of the Cowboys of the seventies. Yeah. So when the nineties happened, that was like, oh, wow, we can do this again. Yeah. But since then, I'm just like, okay, we won. I've always told you what broke me was (laughs) it's not even the Cowboys.
1: You know what we forgot to talk about? What? You remember you said something about uh, enjoy the actual sport. Well, that's, exact, that's exactly what I'm oh, about to okay. wrap up to. Okay.
0: Enjoy the sport. The, the debate is fun, yeah. but it just enjoy the sport. Yeah, I, I, I think that's one of the things. We're in this era now, and this might be the era we live in for the rest of eternity, but we, we're we worried more about the wins. And you and I have talked about this more, more times yeah. than one. You and I have as much fun talking about teams that never won yeah in any sport mm-hmm. whether it be like golden state when it was richmond and you know
1: oh run run tlc
0: run tmc or the TMC, mavericks LLC. yeah tmc before, the mavericks before they finally won yeah Th- those are still fun teams oh yeah but we've sure. got to a point now where you're either win or you're completely terrible yeah and and, and folks don't be like that That that's just not fun like in, in tv Movies, sports—they're all just entertainment. Yeah, don't take it serious. I always love it when somebody says, "Well, y'all got to stop talking about so and so. Y'all need to focus on." No, I'm a fan. I can focus whatever the hell I want. It doesn't matter to the team. Amen to that. The, the team is not going to be like, "Oh crap, Terry's not focused on us. What are we going to do?" Or maybe they will. Or maybe they won't. <laughs> where it's calm. <laughs> Listen to Terry. He knows what he's talking about. But no, I just, folks, just enjoy this. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Agreed. And I think that when when I see people like breaking TVs and stuff, I'm like, really? Like you're you're one step away from like beating your wife, in my opinion. Because I mean, it's just a freaking game. Yeah. Even this, and we want all the sponsors we want, but it's entertainment. And I, and I literally yeah. tell people when I'm pitching to them, this is entertainment. Yeah. Like we're just having fun here. Yep. So have fun, enjoy whatever football you're. We're on like a third country song. I don't know what song this is about to be. You don't even like country. Yeah, I like old country. Yeah? Oh, okay. Especially David Allen Cole. To keep from crying. That's it, turn Noah. I'm Terry Bennett. This has been yeah,